All right, this is Blake's Buzz, and we're doing something a little different. This is an episode one variant, and we're repurposing an interview we did with Kevin Cuff and Bob France uh, that we posted to YouTube. We're going to re-release it on the uh, podcast so that hopefully more people can see it. Why do we want that? Well, it's a good interview. These are good dudes, and they also have a really killer Kickstarter that only has a few days left, and it needs just over $1,000. I think we can make this happen. I want it to happen because I want the book. It looks really cool. It's called The dust pirates it's about pirates it's about atlanteans it's about magic and it's just really really dope and it's got wonderful tony gregory art like seriously it's gorgeous you guys should back it you get the chapter one initially just after backing you can download the pdf and and get the first 20 pages or so it's going to be an 80 page graphic novel there's tons of variants there's like nice little good bonuses you can get the metal shark books you can get a pin you can get the stairway anthology which they had a cool story so it's definitely a campaign you should check out like i said there's just a few days left it'd be really cool if uh you guys checked out this interview and and back the kickstarter because i think it's a really cool book and i think everybody needs to read it and of course i want my copy thank you uh and with no further ado check out this interview with kevin cuff and bob france Uh, i'm kevin cuff i am bob france hello hello Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. Uh, it was this. This is good. What we've back in the back in the day, we, I, I interviewed these gentlemen with some other people. So this is a good. Uh, I, I've already talked to these guys a few times, and it, it's slightly less stressful. Um, still, still a little stressful though. Like every everything's new to me. Uh, but It'll now it's just me. <laughs> listen, Blake. Listen, Kevin and I are seasoned podcasting professionals. We will walk you through this as best as we can. And if worse comes to worse, Kevin and I can just interview each other and you can hang out, man. Like, well, we got this all taken care of. Don't worry about it. You're- I'll just grab a book and, and yeah. just... Like, we're, we're all good here, dude. Champions of comics for no reason. Like, yeah. There's a we reason. Have, we have our own podcast that we do called The Word Bros. So we know what we're doing, man. Don't don't worry about it. We're good. We're good. I promise. You guys do you uh, speaking of I was I was going to talk about that the word bros it's uh it's a very cool podcast for for both I think for industry folk and non-industry folk you guys talk a lot about uh, you know, the creative process, you have writers and stuff on there and there's a ton of like a wealth of information actually um, when what made you guys want to start doing that. Um, we started doing word bros because we felt like there wasn't a lot of people there to help us when we started doing comics. And um, a lot of people have questions when we go to cons. Like, that's one of the questions we were asked a lot um, before we started the podcast. Like, how do you make comics? Um, so um, we didn't want to sound um, pretentious. So we were like, well, we, you know, we would tell them what, what to do, like, or how we found out how to do it. And that included recommending, like, books and other things other sources of uh information that they could find and how to do it for themselves um but there was a whole bunch of other things we saw there other people were saying like this is how you make comics or this so like why don't we just interview other people and ask them too how they did it so and that was bob's idea it's always fun too to speak to other people in your industry to see what their trials and tribulations were like coming through the ranks or, you know, their processes and things of that nature. And I figure it's a way to kind of to help out the community because we have we have creators on from all walks of life. You could be, you know, uh, uh, Philip 
Kennedy Johnson, who's writing Superman, has been on our podcast. And then we've had guys that are launching Kickstarters for the first time that are just getting into it. You know, like I've written a bunch of shorts and now I'm going to try my first book, my first whole book, and I want to be on your podcast. Cool. So it's so it's it's just a way for us to kind of pay back to the community that's given us so much, you know, I pay, love it, it, pay it forward I, a little bit. I, it, it seems like so many people when when asked and, you know, I, a lot of a lot of pros say it on Twitter, too, is like, well, the best way to make comics is to make comics. And it's that's a it's a good response because in a sense it's like if you want to do it do it which is good advice but it's also very vague and it's like uh-huh. okay but like i can't uh, i'm a decent writer but i can't draw for shit you yeah. know so like that's i can't just make i can't just make a web comic i can't you know i would need you know like the collaborative effort uh so yeah it's it's very cool and you guys have awesome guests man like and it's what's cool about your guys' show is it's like it, it seems like on a even a like a if you guys have a slow week or something you guys can you can rock it together without a guest too because you guys did like the dust pirates episode mm-hmm. and and stuff like that so i mean like you guys have a really solid setup and people seem to really like you and want to come on your show so that's got to feel good yeah it's just cool man I just we respect them we respect their work and i think we also know what the work entails so we know the effort that goes into making a book we know the effort that goes into running a kickstarter so we can we're almost kind of like um simpatico yeah, very much so. Like, we get it, dude. Like, we understand what you're going through. So let's just have a conversation. Let's just talk about doing it. Or or, or we'll just talk about other stuff, too. If, like, if like they were more inclined to talk about, you know, foods that they like or wrestling or whatever, we'll, we'll find something to talk about because um, we're pretty well-versed dudes. Like, Bobby likes the sport ball a lot, so he, he could talk about that. There's other things. He does like to. I see him talk about the Mets online I sometimes. I was, I was, I was doing a, a rewrite on a script while listening to the Met game, and uh, it was going pretty well. Now we're losing like nine to two, I think. It, it took a turn for the worse, <laughs> real quick. So that's yeah, we like- just we have a lot of interests. We have a lot of. Uh, a lot of friends and it's a nice way to keep in touch kevin and i started doing a lot more episodes during the pandemic because we couldn't go to shows and we missed all of our comic friends so like part of it too was just networking like hey i've never met this person they seem cool let's talk to them so some of it is just as simple as that you know like well, I, I, I bet we would have met this person at heroes and we would have talked to him so let's talk to him on the podcast and have like a real conversation as opposed to like standing across from a table and trying to accidentally prevent them from making sales or being at Barcon where you're just <laughs> screaming over other people screaming at other people screaming. You know what I'm saying? So like have a more civil conversation. Do you guys have uh do you have uh travel plans or con plans? Cause it seems like I know like the, the Kansas city planet uh, planets happening in August and uh, I keep, it sounds like New York's going to go down in October. Like it seems like this year they're going to bring it all back in the fall or they're trying to. I don't know, man. I'm doing a show in Dayton, Ohio called Gem City, which I really like. It's a yeah. smaller show, but it's a good show. Uh, I just, I found out that I was doing that via like a, a social media post that they did. They're like, oh, Bob's going to be at the show. And I was like, for real? I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so it's two days. It's like 45 minutes away from my house here in Cincinnati. So that's fine. I'll wear a mask and just a hazmat suit and try to sell comics. <laughs> Kevin and I have a, we've applied to NYCC and um and C2E2 if we get in cool if not no big deal. 
Yeah, because because we didn't really plan on doing any cons this year. So if we get to do one, that's great. If we don't, then we weren't planning on it. So it's okay. Um, next year we'll be doing back in full force, hitting the circuit. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of buddy. Like I, I mean, I, I knew that I knew they were trying to have stuff come back, but I just seem it seems like the the discourse around it is is a lot of the pros are like I don't know if I'm ready for it, you know. Like I, a lot of people are still hesitant. Like I don't know if I want to shake a thousand hands in a day right now, you know. Like it's it, that 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 fear is still kind of lingering. Fist but, bump, get the fist bump, That's elbows, you, uh, <laughs> elbows, you can get the bump, or just yeah. wait. Just friendly waves, just like, or just as long as you're up front about it, like I'm not fucking touching you, man. Like that's <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it this way, Blake, and think about it from an honest standpoint, if there was concrete before, it's now evolved. Yeah. So, so now, like, if if like if if you shake the wrong hand, you're gonna have the alien burst through your through your chest. <laughs> True. And, and tap dance on your table, and then you're gonna be dying. And that, Hello, sounds- my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> Hello, my rectum gal. So you, anytime, you, anytime you can reference baseballs in a podcast interview, you're doing a good job. Nice. Good. <laughs> so I mean, and nobody wants that. So that I I don't blame the comic creators who don't want to do it because if you think about on crud and how, how many times have you had concrete at a con? Yeah. Yeah. Have you got? Or like, I, I, I've only gotten it once, but it was bad enough that I never wanted to have it again. And and that's pretty good standing for concrete out of all the cons we've been to because, um, we've been to a lot of cons at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed my life a lot as just a, where I went from you know just reading comics to doing podcasts to talking to comic professionals to now I'm doing, you know, blog reviews and stuff. And I'm, I'm talking to publishers and it's like, Holy shit. Like it kind of happened in the blink of an eye and it, and it happened on accident. Cause I was just like, just one day I decided to launch a blog and review this comic and, and it just kind of blew up. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, this, you can kind of make the same case for Kevin and I when it comes to making books. I mean, I've been doing my own thing for a while, and Kevin had been doing his own thing for a little while, and we combined forces, and we just kind of kick-started this Metal Shark Bro thing, and we went from zero to hero in, in no time flat. Like it re- And it seemed like it happened overnight. Like, we had this cool idea. We were working on it kind of in secret together with another artist. It didn't really work out. We hooked up with Walter Osley, who's so wonderful and so talented and so much fun and wears purple a lot so um he's like prince meets the joker in 1989 so like we had this combination and it just kind of came together and then we just kind of burst onto the scene with like wow these guys are doing some cool shit it's like we've been making comics for a really long time but it's just that was the first kind of uh, project that got us any notoriety and, and i guess readership so now we're just trying to build upon that, and that's what we're doing with this Dust Pirates. The Kickstarter launches today, so that's what we're going for. Um, so yeah, so we're just trying to build on that success and build on that momentum. Quick, is it aggravating when um, when you, when you're not getting a lot of recognition, and then and then you put this comic out, and everybody's like, "Oh, these these new creators, and they're coming out of nowhere." And you're like, "Fuckers, we've been around for a while." Like, is that aggravating? No. Or are you just like, "No, no take it." Yes, not at like, all. <laughs> love us. No. <laughs> happy that people even that it, we were surprised and pleased that it got the reception that it got because we weren't expecting that we, we nice. were expecting to, again fly under the radar and and have to release more stuff and then when people were like it started resonating with with people and they were like dude this metal shark bro book is really good 
we were like, oh, well, we thought so too. <laughs> yeah. but, but we were also like, yeah, like um, we've been making comics for a minute, but that's cool that this is the one that you like. We also have other comics you can find on Comicsology. Um, we're making more comics, so like there, there's other things that we're doing. So, and the good thing about there being two of us, we're always doing something. So, like the one of us is always working on one thing, and the other one goes to do another thing, and. We, we flip back and forth between projects. So um, there's a few irons we have in the fire, but like once we tackle this round of irons, we'll have another set, you know? So that's how we just basically found that it works for both of us. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think lie. I was really excited. Uh, so, so, so Bob hit me up on Twitter and, and first of all, I was just like, as a as a nerd and a fan, I was like, "Holy shit, Bob's like Bob messaged me. What what does Bob want?" Like, whoa! And then he's he told me like, "You guys are are uh, doing a new Kickstarter," and he and he was like, "You know, we want to talk about it." And I was just like, "Oh, I was so excited about it just because um, I I missed your guys's last Kickstarter. Like, I was late to the game on Metal Shark, bro." And um, so like I you know I bought the stuff from Scout and and heard about it later, and so just to kind of be really excited like to be like with you guys on, on a release, like on the ground floor, um, for this dust pirates, like I'm so pumped about it and I'm, I'm just going to scream from the rooftops. Cause it's, that's awesome. Thank it's, you. It's very, the first issue was, was very good, which I guess, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. So we might as well transition to it. Uh, dust pirates. Uh, it's, uh, issue one going to drop on, drop on Kickstarter. No, I know. No, sir. No, sir. We're doing the whole trade. Oh, the whole trade. We're going to do the whole trade. That's what you have in your hands digitally is the first chapter oh. of a three chapter book. Um, so we're oh, doing 80 it. pages on Kickstarter. The cool part is the first 24 pages are already finished. They're colored, they're lettered. We're going to go back. We made a couple notes, but I mean, for the most part, it's finished. So on day one, we plan on giving every backer of Dust Pirates, here's issue one. Oh, cool. Like, so That's you're going to get a PDF of it that day. Like, here it is, 24 hours in. Here's your PDF. Enjoy the first chapter of Dust Pirates. Uh, issue two, I'm working on the um, the notes now, and we've already started issue three. So we're looking to get this done as quickly as possible. Like, this isn't going to be one of those Kickstarters where, you know, it's not going to happen. We, we've got an artist in place, Tony Gregori, and, and a colorist, Josh Jensen, who are so wonderful and so good. And Tony's such a good dude. And Tony's been doing Kickstarters now forever. He's kickstarted a book called uh, Starweed and, and Ancient Noise. So Tony knows how to do a Kickstarter. He understands that, like, I have to do the work. I have to get this done. So that's what, that's, that's what we're doing. So we're just going to hand it off to him and go, all right, dude, start drawing. So... Yeah, man, it's really exciting. That, it's that's really awesome. Fun. Yeah. I, I'll, that's a really good idea too, because it's um, um, when I okay. So recently, I backed uh, the Glarian um, White Ash Kickstarter. Yes, our boy. And um, it, it, yeah, Charlie's awesome. And and I was really surprised to get he did like he split the shipments up, so I got like all the bonus White Ash stuff well before the new Glarian issue's been printed. That's cool. And it's just like. That's the only kind of down. It's both a downside and a cool side to Kickstarter because I'm I'm fucking addicted to Kickstarters now. Like it's just <laughs> I really I, well I like I like supporting that that group of people. Like they're such good people and um and a lot of you know I I get approached by a lot of Kickstarter guys now and so it's I have to a lot of stuff now I'm having to back digitally so I can back as many projects as I want because I'm I'm not rich. Like I would love to get like all the extra goodies and stuff for everything. But um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a really cool idea to kind of reward your Kickstarter backers 
earlier than anticipated because man i'll get stuff in the mail and i'll forget it like i forget about it i'm like oh yeah like i forgot i backed this like five six months ago or something well part of that too is the first issue is done because kevin and i pay for out of pocket okay it's like we don't have the the financial ability to pay an artist and then kickstart something to get that money back because to make an 80 page comic to make a 90 page comic with a artist colorist letter editor and to pay them a fair page rate on all that stuff it costs you know what the kickstarter basically you're asking for yeah. you know so so we don't have that kind of money just laying around i mean i can't speak for 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 i can speak for myself but i can't speak for kevin because i know he keeps monies in that beard of his right kev <laughs> coins that's where the that's where the treasure buried are yeah so so we just we this is the way we have to do it but if we can get as far ahead as possible and then kickstart then sure, that's what we want to do. Um, but yeah, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Like it's expensive to make these books, and that's why the that's why the goals are what they are. Like Kevin and I aren't making any money from this Kickstarter once we're finished. We get books, and yeah. we get to go to shows and sell books, or have our website and sell books, and just that and the other thing. So, so that's where the money comes in for us. We're just paying. We're just trying to pay for the production. And if we could pay for that, like if I hit the lottery tomorrow. <laughs> I'd probably go on vacation and then come back and then just pay Tony to and, and Josh and Chaz to do Dust Pirates. I may even give even give Kevin a touch. Be like, here you go, Kev, take, take hey, take your family somewhere nice, Kevin. You deserve it, baby. Um and that's another thing about the Kickstarter stuff that's really cool for us is that um this isn't our first radio. We did Metal Shark Pro on Kickstarter, we did Metal Shark Pro 2 on Kickstarter, so like we knew what we had to do with those books too. And the thing about those books were metal shark didn't start until it looked like we might make the Kickstarter. Like Walter didn't start working on it to look like the Kickstarter might fund, but then he still had to wait to get paid. So mm. like it took longer for that one to get out because if you imagine the Kickstarter ended, I think on that one in July or August um, for the first one, backers didn't get that until like February, I think of the next year. Yeah, because okay. there's 120 pages he had to draw, so he spent. They took him like three months or four months to do it. Yeah, uh, and then get it lettered and get it printed. All all the things you have to do. This one we've already started, so by the time the Kickstarter ends, the book should be just about finished. Oh, I don't know about that, Kev. That's crazy talk. I hope I hope issue <laughs> two is done by the time, because that means we got to write this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> close it should be it should be somewhere in there like yeah. like where 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 we're doing we don't have a whole lot left to do the book is kind of what we're what we're trying to say is the book is in production as we speak so it's right. not like we're just hanging back because we want to uh, we're going to hopefully fulfill everything by january tony said he could have the book done in like october to ship in november december but i figured with all the craziness going on in the world and who knows what's going to happen in the next three, four months yeah. that let's give ourselves an extra month or two. So we're going to ship in January of 2022. But I mean, you'll get your PDF for issue one as soon as you back that first day. Like I'm just going to put it on there for backers only. Here's your PDF of the book. That's cool. That's, yeah, so. I, I, I really like that. I, I, that's a pretty fresh Kickstarter idea. Like I, I don't know many people who do that. Um, well, I think that has been the theme of this Kickstarter for us is, trying to do things a little differently because not only is is that the case but we're also doing um we also cut the book down since we we didn't get it published outright when we tried to pitch it so we cut it down from the original page count to 
80 pages so we could get it done. And we did that because we saw books like uh, Pulp from Brubaker and Phillips and uh, Bog Bodies from Shelby. And they were doing the same sort of thing. They're cutting, cutting mm-hmm. pages, but you still have a complete story. You only have to invest in this. But what we tried to do with ours, like we modeled it after theirs, but we tried to make it collectible as well. Uh, wherein we, we're going to have different covers for the, the OGN. So there's going to be uh, four or five different covers. Is that oh, right? No. Yeah, there are. My wallet weeps. They're fun, <laughs> dude. Wait till you see these covers. They're Great beautiful. They're like awesome. we've got we got covers from um, uh, Kaylin Smith did a cover. We got a cover from Jason Copeland from Kill All Monsters and nice. from his book Full Tilt. We have uh, Lana Kangas did a beautiful cover. Uh, uh, Eisner nominated artist uh, Mac Chatter did a cover that's that looks like an Indiana Jones poster. Like it looks like oh. the Indiana Jones movie poster. Like these covers are beautiful, man. We're really excited. We got to work with a lot of cool artists on on these things. Joe Mulvey from um, from Wailing Blade did a cover as well, and they're all different. They're all cool. It's gonna be fun, man. So you know, just trying to play up to the variant idea of it, just to try to give people a little bit of options to choose from. So anyway, Dust Pirates. Um, I I will tell our our dear listeners that I have gotten to read the first, you know, 20 pages. Um, and I was fucking blown away, guys. I also felt stupid because I made that tweet when I, because I assumed like pirates would be on an ocean and I was trying to be slick and be like, you guys are the masters of oceanography, like Metal Shark, bro. Now they're doing pirates. <laughs> it was like, oh, they're, there's no water. Like, <laughs> so I was like, shit. But yeah, I really like the world building. You guys are really great world builders. Um, you did a really, I mean, Metal Shark Bro was like, took place kind of in our world, but you know, you got to kind of do your own thing with heaven and hell in the afterlife. Uh, and and you guys did that well and, and you did it crazy, you know, and this, this new, uh, this new idea of like, you know, Atlanteans and, and pirates and, and mysticism that you guys are doing like it's really fucking cool guys like kevin why don't you take a minute out and tell everybody what the story's about sure uh dust pirates is kind of a like a classic pulp adventure that we decided we wanted to do something pulpy and like um kind of like things you would see when you were a kid like goonies or indiana jones or um flash gordon because bobby really likes flash gordon love flash gordon we're gonna do something (laughs) We're going to do something like those kinds of things, but we want to make it our own um, because like those kind of things, while they're, while they're fun and they're cool, they didn't age well. A lot of those properties and stuff didn't age well. So we wanted to do our own version on that. And we also wanted to have like a, like a sort of fantasy feel to it, but like involve some things that were going on in the real world. So there's some like, there's, plots that intertwine within the book that were happening in the real world when we wrote it so um and it was there's some political stuff in there and there's some other stuff that's not political like but most of all strap in and prepare for like a fun story because that was our primary goal in in writing dust pirates was we're going to do something else fun but we're going to do pulp but more woke pulp i guess okay. you would say it's a cool book, man. We had a lot of fun doing it. We took the idea of pirates and we were like, well, what else can we do with them? Like, what would make this thing feel different? And it was just kind of like, well, let's make Atlantis drive because we wanted to kind of play on the ideas of perceptions of what people have in mind when they hear like Atlanteans and pirates and this, that, and the other thing. So Kevin and I like, well, let's, what if we did it like it's like a almost like, I don't want to say post-apocalyptic, but it's like an after a cataclysmic event 
uh, in Atlantis. These pirates are transported here to help to help a group of revolutionaries overthrow like a cruel and evil dictator who is controlling the most valuable substance in Atlantis, which is water. Because it's got a very is... cool Mad Max vibe to it, which yeah. I was very. And that's kind of, that's what kind of what we wanted to go for is like just kind of play with perceptions and ideas of things. So you know you have this this story that's that's fun and interesting, but there's also like revolutionary tones to it as well. Like you've got this this these group of mystics uh, who kind of have 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 brought the people together to try to overthrow their 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 cruel king so it's kind of a fun book it, it, it's a lot of action it's a lot of intrigue but it's just big like we wanted to do a big action book and that's kind of what we were shooting for so we hope it translates and tony's art is so good and so beautiful and kind of over the top that it does kind of i think the pieces were in place to make it all kind of work out yeah, the art is great. Like the, I mean, in the in the opening chapter, like the the splash pages with the with the ships and the, just the the desert uh, the desert background and uh, the the characters all look great. The Atlanteans look really great. Um, there's that part with the giant fish. Like that was cool. Like I don't want to yeah. like. I, I was just like, it's it's um, you know that you guys have some really great page turns. Like like. I love, I'll never get tired of that cool feeling. Even reading on a tablet, it's it's not as great all the time as as reading like a physical copy, but you know that that's that good page turn to a, a great splash, whether it's a, a single a single page or, or a double giant splash, like you guys, you guys have that and you guys are uh you're really good at that in this in this new um this new book you're putting out. Like it I, I was really blown away just the little snippet I got to see, like uh sam sam and hendrick like i'm i'm down for more adventures with those guys like i love how they just are like they're they, i love how they just like bullshit with each other like hell is raining down around them and there's like a battle taking place and they're just like they're talking like they're sitting at a bar like nothing's going on around them and it works so well like you uh the, the just the character is the characterizations like built in the in the interactions between both of those like i'm so excited to get to know them better and, and see what what more you have planned for them well the cool part about that oh go ahead i'm sorry kevin go ahead, go ahead. there you go 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 you go i know what i'm gonna say so go ahead i, I'm, I was back. just gonna say well that's that's all by design because we wanted to make these dudes appear and and be people that are experienced in this chaotic world that they've lived in. Yes, they lived in, you know, 17th century, you know, pirating, but nothing is nothing is out of their comfort zone. So uh, uh, for us, at least that when writing, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of, the hellfire is raining down upon them, but these guys, they're experienced people. They know what they're doing. It's kind of like if you're a waiter, and you got a crazy lunch shift and you've got a new waiter who's there who's freaking out and they don't know what to do like oh my god this place is so busy but someone that's been there for a while and knows the territory and knows what they're doing they move easy they move swiftly they move coolly because they know that hey man i'm gonna get through this like i'm gonna figure it out not to take away the sense of the danger but just because they're experienced and they know what they're doing so we wanted to try to try to show that right off the bat like hey this isn't their first rodeo sam and quintor they know what they're doing they know what's happening so go ahead kevin um, that was the core of the book was that these two guys are really good friends. Uh, they're not only like, uh, Quintor, I believe tell, uh, tells, informs the audience that he's the first mate and like his job is to help the captain. Um, and Sam is the captain. Um, but 
he also is they're also like friends besides that it's not just they're crewmates and they're stuck there and they don't like each other they're like good friends and they they have each other's back and even through this thing with atlantis the it, the the main part of the book one of the underlying themes like i was talking about a lot of things intertwined is the theme of friendship um and how your friendship with your friends um bob and i've been friends for years uh how your friendship changes but you remain friends and even though these guys are stuck in atlantis and they're having all these things happen around them um and and that affects their friendship in ways as you'll see as the book goes on um the core part of it is these guys are friends and they have each other's backs. So that's what we wanted to do was kind of like a buddy cop thing where, um, where, where they're not cops, but they're pirates. So we wanted to like m do a riff on that, but make them like, so you would see yourself and your friendships and relationships through these two, through these two guys and, and what they go through and how you, how like Bobby and I break each other's balls all the time. That's what these guys do. They're, they're, they're definitely, breaking each other's chops like a lot of the book but that that just shows that they're friends like and they're they're that close that they they can do that and the other one doesn't get offended they laugh they have they have jokes and stuff so i remember you guys told me uh a while back when um when metal shark bro kind of happened you guys had read the uh, you'd read the article about how how sharks like responded to heavy metal music and <laughs> and you guys and, and 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 you guys like were uh i think like kevin you were you were driving home from a con or something and and or, or uh, bob was driving home yeah, from a con I'm and you guys you guys oh, uh called and, and and were talking about it um how what what prompted this like um I mean, like you, you guys have, you guys have this pirate tale, but it's not just a pirate tale. Like, like you mentioned earlier, like you've, you've changed it. You know, how can we be different? How can we, you know, stand out from the pirate crowd, which, which you're totally doing, but like, what, was there like a, a story or an article or, or something that, that. No, it this? was just, it was just, we wanted to tell like a big kind of sweeping pulp story that like we wanted to do something kind of, kind of action-centric, kind of different from Metal Shark Bro, because as much kind of cool things have happened to us and for us because of Metal Shark Bro, we wanted to kind of flex a different muscle on, on this. So we wanted to tell like a big sweeping action story, like a grand epic. I think we were talking about Waterworld one day because Kevin and yeah. I both are big fans of Waterworld, the movie <laughs> Waterworld. Um, and I'm not afraid to say that I love that movie. It's corny at points, but it's, it's fucking cool. I it's still remember going to see that with my dad in theaters and like just the shock of, I was obsessed with Robin Hood as a kid. Uh, that movie's great too. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was just all into Kevin Costner because I was obsessed with Robin Hood and my dad takes me to see Waterworld and the first scene is he's like pissing into this contraption and then he drinks his piss water and i was yeah, just like yeah. i was like this isn't robin hood what's happening <laughs> <laughs> so we just kind of wanted to flex some different muscles and tell a different kind of story and do one of these like big sweeping action sequences but it's just like well what can we do with pirates well what if the planet what if the place they're on is dry well, cool. oh, that's cool. Well, why is it dry? Oh, that's even cooler. Oh, that's fun too. So then we just kind of started building and, and world building and kind of going out from there. We had an initial premise and we just kind of expanded it and, and, and hit the ball. Kevin and I like to play like verbal tennis with each other, idea tennis. We just hit the ball back and forth and it just kind of kept expanding and getting bigger and bigger and, and dust pirates is kind of what we settled on. And, and to, to add to what Bobby's saying is, um, we got to the point where like well who are the characters and um 
I was doing research on pirates and I found that the the richest pirate ever was Sam Bellamy, um, who was Black Sam Bellamy in the book. Um, and they called him Black Sam because he had dark hair and in, in favor of the powdered wig, which was the fashion thing of the day, he would just tie his black hair back. He had long black hair. He would tie it back. And um, that's that. And then I, as, as I kept reading, um, there's excerpts from his crew and other things in there and the ships and the ships that he commanded. Because technically he's the richest pirate, but he was only a pirate for a year um, before his ship sunk off the coast of Cape Cod and um, he drowned apparently. Um, but what, what, what if he didn't drown was the question. I said, what if it's this guy? And then I was reading about some of his, his the guys that were on the ship with him. And this guy is really interesting. This uh, tough hand, Hendrik Quintor, he seems like an interesting dude. So there was quotes from Quintor, who was, a, who was actually a, a Dutch guy. He was actually a Dutch uh, slave before he became a pirate. Um, so we, we found things in those characters that we liked and we pulled right from history since Bobby's a history major and um, he liked some of the things that we were pulling out of there. I was like, we could use all this stuff to build a bigger story and, and tell a, a story underneath the other story. And we both thought that was a good idea to do with this because some of the pulp stuff you read is sort of, uh, it's got one note, you know, mm. um, and, and we wanted to be able to do more than that. Um, and we thought we were going to have more pages to do that, but it turns out that cutting the page count was actually better for the story in the long run. Um, it, it cut out some of our world building stuff. Um, not that I'd say that it felt extraneous that we had that extra stuff in there. I, I, I felt like it was necessary and so did Bob, but it made us really dig down and get to the meat of what we were trying to say much quicker without, without those extra pages. And so that allowed us to make the story leaner and more like sleek when we're going into like how, what we're going to do and what the story is for and what we wanted to do with it. It made us really crunch down on those ideas and abandon some of the other ideas we wanted to put in there um, to make the story just sing. Well, I know like, I mean, just, just with like prose with, with, you know, short stories and novels and, and even poetry. I mean, the, the name of the game is condense, 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 right. Condense yeah. your, condense your writing, strengthen it. And, but I mean, then when you think about like uh, the comic book world where you're, you're paying artists for page rates too, that's, that's probably got to help too. When you can, when you can cut pages of a story just to, just to make things more affordable. Yeah. It's just kind of trimming the fat. Like, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say like the story is the cool part about it is we did trim the book down, but the story is not different. It's just, like okay. you said, it just kind of moves along a little bit quicker. Um, and, and working with Tony and working with Josh, uh, the cut letter and Chaz Pangburn who letters the book and edits. Like, it's just such a fun experience to do because they all have their input too. Like, it's not just, you know, uh, it's not just Kevin and I being like terrible dictators. Just, <laughs> we, 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 we like, we like input from everyone involved in the book. And I think that that also makes it a more pleasurable experience to work on. So we just want to make the best books that we can. And I think with the, with the crew, if you will, to use a pirate term that we've assembled, I think we've, we've got a, a really great book here. And I think people are really going to dig it. It's a lot of fun. So Bob mentioned that, uh, you guys had been working on this like well before Metal Shark. Like this, yeah. has, been, yes. this has been in the oven for a while. Yes. Uh, it, it was, we were working on this with Tony yes. um, before we had Walter on Metal Shark Pro. We already had, like Bob had said earlier, another artist on Metal Shark Pro. We weren't getting any pages back. Um, they were busy doing something else. So it was like, okay, he's like, I'm going to get to it, I swear. And we were like, okay, that's cool. Take your time. 
Um, so while we were waiting on that, we started this. And uh, that was all due to Tony because Tony was on the podcast um, because he had a see? book out. At- huh? That's yeah. a Z network. Right. <laughs> because he had a book at Vault uh, called Deuce of Hearts. Um, and he was advertising the book. And at the end of the show, we were just all talking because we do that with our guests when the show's over. And Tony is like, well, it, I was like, we should just do something together because he was talking about things that he wanted to kind of draw and stuff. I was like, we, we should all just do something together. And he was like, all right, man, send me, send me your idea and then we'll talk about it. And so we start, Bob and I started doing this idea. And then I sent it over to Tony once we had like the rough foundations and Tony had some ideas. So then the idea, the ball, idea ball, like you said, started getting tossed between the three of us. And this is where it ended up. And, and, it's cool. and I remember getting those initial designs back from Tony, which will be in the book. Yeah. Um, Cause we want to do like 80 pages of story, maybe like 92 pages total of like back matter and all this other stuff. Um, so it's still going to be a sizable book for the the twenty dollar entry fee for the print cost, which isn't too bad. No, that's not um, bad. That's not that's normal. I mean, that's yeah, we, that's pretty Kickstarter normative. Yeah. So what? So that's what we're looking to do. But we're going to stick some of the back matter in there. But but Tony would send us these designs, and it's like holy smokes, these things are so good. So Kevin and I, I mean, I, I can't speak for Kevin, but I was like, I have to. I have to work really hard to write a story that is worthy of these <laughs> impressive designs because the last thing I didn't want, I didn't want to be the weak link in the chain. So, you know, I felt like we both stepped our game up to write this story to, to, to kind of fit Tony's great designs. And then once we brought Josh in to do the colors, it, the book just kind of came together. It was just singing. Like it just looks fantastic and we couldn't be happier with the way it looks. That's got to be a cool feeling because I know uh, I recently backed a, a Kickstarter, Tales from the Interface, and um, I paid a little extra. I like the guy's art, so I paid extra for a sketch. And I think he kind of hooked me up a little bit because I, nice. I gave him a good review too. Nice. Um, but I, I asked for, there's, there's this, well, I gave him, a, I gave him an honor. It's, it's a great comics, but I mean, I, I loved it. So the review is great, you know? So, um, but I was like, he sent me the digital issues and I was like, well, I was like, I got to get the, I was like, I love this. I got to have them for the shelf, you know? Like, so I bought them and for like 10 extra bucks, man, you could get a sketch. And so he was like, you know, put what you want and I'll maybe do it is what the Kickstarter said. And in the comic, there's these, they recycle people and they, there's like these gingerbread cookies made out of recycled people that they, they give you to like, you're like family when people die. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I, he had drawn these Ninja Turtles on his uh, Instagram and I was like, Hey, I want to, I want a uh, Michelangelo eating a, eating a gingerbread cookie. And so, man, he, he ended up drawing Michelangelo eating a gingerbread cookie and master splinters behind him with this like horrified look on his face. Like, <laughs> you know, these cookies are made of people. And so master splinters like, Oh, and Michael's just like chowing down on it. And, and, and so like, you know, just seeing that, like I, I requested this and paid for it and he drew it and it's like, wow. But to like, to, to send someone your ideas and, and your characters and, and to have them like send that back to you and see that that's gotta be like a really intense, like gratifying, awesome feeling. Uh, it was always great with Tony because from the get go, Tony had ideas about things like, um, like he had ideas about the, the things that make the ships float and things like that, because our initial idea was more like, um, it was like a, a silt sea of like of dust and, and, and that's still there. But he was like, what if the ships floated above them? What if 
these things like because we're having like magic in the book there's like a like that that elemental magic sense that, that we have going on like what if this did this what if this did that um what about this and like tony had all these ideas coming in and like they were all really great so we found ways to incorporate things that he wanted to um draw in there too that just made the story better um and that was a lot of fun too because uh one of the initial things he drew that bob and i really thought was super dope was um was uh the the palace where zizor is and it's made out of crystal and um and like the way that it looks in this one sketch that he did it's like very i i, I don't want to like step on toes or anything but like very like bernie wrightson or like bars vallejo or um not completed but like what you would see the sketch and it's going to turn into something like super dope or uh, frank frazetta like style and it was like holy crap that thing is amazing like how did he even like I just saw this like kind of crystal castle like generic <laughs> in my head and then he like visualized what this place would look like and what it would be um and why the emperor would live here and like all these other things that Tony put into the story that just make it sing and that that doesn't account for things that Josh did that was amazing too um Josh is the colorist Josh Jensen he's done amazing things with Tony's work that that makes it even better than the initials that we got so like that's the best part about making comics for us yeah it's it's every day every day you get when you get new pages or new designs or anything in your inbox it's like christmas it's perfect it's wonderful you're like wow look at this this is i can't believe this it's coming together and then each step you get closer it's more exciting and then you launch the kickstarter and then it's terrifying and then hopefully <laughs> and then hopefully you fund and then it's exciting again because you can make the thing and then it gets terrifying again because it's like holy shit now we have to actually make the thing <laughs> and to make the thing there are a lot of steps involved luckily for us we've already kind of done a lot of that like we're gonna have black and white skull and crossbone enamel pins excuse me glow in the dark oh, we're gonna have glow in the dark uh, skull and crossbone enamel pins we've already paid for those they're coming already so that's one less thing we have to do so i like to kind of put the pieces together before the kickstarter starts so that's the less okay. things that have to get done so then all we really have to focus on is the book like all the covers that i mentioned that are beautiful they're already done the last two covers are being colored by josh tomorrow and then i'm going to put them up on the kickstarter page for the launch so all these things are already in place so kevin and i just have to worry about finish writing the book and then once all that stuff is done then shipping because if you wait till the end of your campaign like okay it's it's december this thing's going out in january i don't have my pins i don't have the print i don't have any mm. then, then you're screwed it's nice to kind of build as you go so before we launch, we'll have a lot of this stuff done already. The first issue's already finished. The the, the pins are in the pins are in route from England because I ordered them from England for some reason because I'm a Brita <laughs> I'm a Brita fight because I love British soccer and music and stuff. So they're coming this way. So we're already, you know, this thing is already coming together. It's just a matter of at this point funding. Uh, so that's what we're that's what we're doing. That's what we're hoping for. So we hope you guys check out the book on the page, the Kickstarter page. When you check it out, all the covers are there, the pins are there, and there's already I think like four or five pages of the story. The first six or seven pages are there on the page, so you'll get to see that as well. So it's just a good time, and we're gonna make this book, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna rule. I think it is. I mean, it's, I, I question, I question everybody if it doesn't. Cause I, like I said, I just, I'm big fans of you guys. Just thank you. Who, just who you are in the community. I mean, you guys are just good dudes. Um, you've been 
with the the shows and stuff I've been involved with, you guys have both been, you know, really just, you know, retweeting stuff we post and, and willing to like, come on and talk to us like now. Um, and you guys treat your fans well, and, and you're well loved in the community, which I mean, we see with, with word bros. I mean, I feel like people are excited to come on that show and, and talk shop. And so, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited. Like, like I said, Thanks. this is my first ground floor with you guys. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get to get the, the cool Kickstarter goodies. Hey, hey, listen, listen, Brent, it doesn't matter where you get in as long as you get in. Like <laughs> you can, you can get on, you can get in if Kevin and I are working for Marvel one day or, you know, we have a dark horse book, you can get in there too, but Hey, as long as you get in, and that's what's important. Just get on board, man. We're going to try to tell some good stories. We're going to write some cool books and we're going to go from there. It doesn't matter where, so don't feel bad about it. And if you missed Metal Shark Bro, if you hear us talking about this and you don't know what Metal Shark Bro is, we have tiers on the Kickstarter where you can get Metal Shark Bros Volume 1 and 2. So, like, you can get three oh, books. Nice. So, yeah, so you can add on things as well. So we're, we're trying to kind of incorporate all the things that we've done in the past here now to make this thing happen. I, I, that's one of my favorite parts about Kickstarter is just the, the bonus goodies. Yeah, I mean, the, the best thing about Kickstarter is basically the direct, um, the direct interface you have with the audience. And that's, I think, our favorite part of Kickstarter is you get to directly interact with the people who want to buy your stuff. And in that interaction, like, they get, to come away from the experience with not only just a book, but like a memory or an experience, like uh, an actual, like quote unquote, like adventure for them, you know, for, is, is talking to the people who actually made the book and doing the things that they would want to do as fans of things. So that that's part of our favorite part of it is because the interactions we get to have with the people who want to buy our books is actually very substantial on Kickstarter. It's not, um, it's not like a little thing it's it's a big deal to them and we like the fact that they that they treat it that way that's really super cool like it, it it's humbling in a way because you know you come into comics you think no one's gonna buy your stuff and then you've got someone that's telling you hey man i really love everything you guys are doing like keep doing that it's, it's fuel to keep making stuff and it's cool too to with Kickstarter to kind of reward people that get in on the ground floor to play to the exclusivity of it. The covers we mentioned, those are going to be available in limited number only on Kickstarter. You're mm -hmm. never going to see those anywhere else. So you're not going to see these these covers in the direct market. You're not going to see them in those places. These covers that we're getting, it's exclusive to Kickstarter. The back matter that we're going to add to the book, that's exclusive to Kickstarter because we want to reward the people and the backers who get in on the ground for like, hey man, check out all this extra cool stuff that you can get. So that's part of the cool part of Kickstarter for us too, is to kind of come up with all the bonus. Kevin, I'm gonna get motion sickness uh, <laughs> of all the all the cool stuff that you can add in. So we're just trying to trying to keep it going, man. Just trying to keep this train rolling, making comics, and having a good time doing it. So that's and then we thank you for having us on your. Uh, your forum, Blake, to allow us to talk to your audience about our, our things. So it's very cool. No, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you're welcome, but also, I mean, you guys make me look cool. Like, I'm, no, like, stop it. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't make anyone look cool, not even ourselves. So, I mean, we're definitely not paragons of cool, my friend. Uh, we we make comics, so that that instantly like puts us on that nerd list, like from from back in the day in high school. So. 
I don't know about cool, but we might, make, <laughs> might make you look a whole bunch of other things. Probably. I think what's I think what's more important is telling cool stories, and there I think we've we're, we've been so far uh, we've been doing that, and that that's exciting. Yeah, I I agree. You guys you guys do tell cool stories, uh, and you're like you like you mentioned you you're seasoned Kickstart veterans. So, I mean, you know, you've we've everybody's heard the Kickstart horror stories, um, but I mean, you guys have have launched several successful campaigns so like you're you've 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 been this uh you've played this game before and you've won this game before and i'm i'm sure i'm i have no doubt this is gonna fund like it's it's so good and you guys have a really good following everybody um, says that and i don't know why like it's 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 very <laughs> frightening to me oh you fund it's like come on man i don't know it's stressful yeah we don't, we're not positive like that but and it's not that we're not positive that we don't believe in the book we believe 100%, 120% in this book. It's not that. It's just you never know if this is the book that people want or, like, we we make the books that we want to make. So it's not mm. kind of – we don't – we don't, we're not – I don't want to say we don't have a pulse on that. We, we do have an idea, our, our, but I wouldn't say our fingers are exactly on the pulse of what people want. We know what we would like to see. And so when we, when we start talking about this, it was one of those things that we would like to see. Uh, so that's why we decided to do it. Um, and hopefully, like, we can prove, like, some of the publishers out there wrong when, when we've tried to pitch them ideas and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't think this would sell or this, this wouldn't sell. Um, it's the same thing I have with Metal Shark Bro. And at this point for us, like, we'll try. We'll, we'll try and send you a pitch. And if, and if you don't want it, that's cool. We'll, we'll try and make it anyway. Like, that's just where we – that's where we're living right now as creators because we believe in our ideas first and foremost. So – it's cool if they don't want to do it, we'll find a way to do it. Like, and that, and I think that it's plays to the way that the comics market is going. Like everybody thought COVID was going to destroy the comics market. And I'd say it's weird because at the beginning it might've felt like that, but I feel like comics have come back even stronger. Oh after yeah. I'll, I'm with you there. A hundred percent. That's just the way I feel just from looking at comics, Twitter, in some ways it's come back even more like the, like, the pandemic brought people to comics that would have normally not been in there buying comics. And that's great. And I think that's wonderful. Um, now that, now that if the comics market can keep those people there and keep them buying comics, um, that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, I was, I was talking to, to Bob while, while we were waiting for you, cause you, cause you made us wait so long and you know, we're, we're <laughs> awkward. That's why I'm Bob motion sick. And but I, the, the pandemic, man, it, 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 I mean, changed my life in, in a sense for just my my nerd life because i started podcasting with friends um and that was like a whole new deal and i never i never thought i i had a voice that people really gave a shit about or wanted to hear and i, I found out i was wrong because i i do like people keep following me my you know now i've got the blog and the reviews and, and people like my reviews and I, and you know, uh, professionals are talking to me, publishers are talking to me. Um, and so like, yeah, the, the pandemic like leveled up my nerd life, uh, in, in a really, in a really cool way, which sucks. Cause I know it, it fucked up so much shit for everybody else. But I was like, you know, I, I was a bouncer and, and, uh, and working in a popular bar for, um, over seven years. And, 
You and were was, Dalton in Roadhouse? That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. I, I, never, I never ripped anyone's throat out, but I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man, I, I had a crazy life, man. I was, I was, I was partying all the time and, you know, I'd, I'd get off work at, at four o'clock in the morning and we'd go to our boss's house and I'd come crawling in the door at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, sleep all day, go back to work at nine o'clock at night to, to work the busy shifts. And like when that, you know, eventually I, I lost that job because stuff happened. And, and I, even before the pandemic, man, like I kind of was just like, I turned into kind of a hermit. Cause I was like, I don't like, it's kind of nice not being around people. It's kind of nice. Not, you know, I'm not dealing with all these people all the time. And, and just like the, the quietness of like the office life. And I was like, wow, this is like a whole new world. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, no, this, I just get to sit around and read comics. Like, okay. So yeah, like, so now like things are, things are changing, you know, and, and my friends are like, Hey, come over for dinner. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I miss the days or, you know, like, now I like have, I feel like I have to do these things. Cause like, you know, you haven't seen these people in a while. So yeah, you got to like go make appearances in places now. And I was like, man, I kind of miss the days where like, you just texted me and we all knew that like, we weren't going to do anything this weekend. And I just got to like <laughs> sit around in, in my gym shorts all weekend and not worry about anything. That's so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a different, it's been a different world for sure. But I tell you for sure. I think more people got into Kickstarter because yeah. you couldn't get a lot of the stuff. You couldn't go to shows. You couldn't go to cons. You couldn't go to your comic shops. So you could back these books and they would be delivered to your door. And I mean, when you had guys like Keanu Reeves and Scott Schneider and those fellas doing, <laughs> doing their books, bringing people to the platform, I think it helps everybody. So yeah, man, Kickstarter, Kickstarter is a really great way for a creative to get your book out there and get it made you know you just have to do the work and that's where we are now you know we built the page we were we're, we're running this thing out there and hopefully we fund yeah it, it, either kickstarter or get keanu reeves in a comic book you, you heard it here the, how do you make comics kickstarters or keanu reeves that's that's or it. both or bo if, if, if you both. both you've got millions <laughs> apparently so and, and that's not a bad thing it's not even a dig because like I, i've seen people in comics be salty about that and bob and i talked about it and we're both super happy yeah brought people to, to the to the platform because it kind of legitimizes kickstarter wherein we did metal shark bro and it was like oh the reason why the the direct market fans view of kickstarter was the reason why this thing is on the in the in the kickstarter verse instead of the direct market is because they can't get a publisher they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> that's, why, that's why this Metal Shark Pro book is up there. And like, what happened after that was like, oh, well, Scott Snyder did a Kickstarter. All of a sudden, like, oh, you can be talented and do a Kickstarter. Like, yeah. So it legitimized the platform for people like Bob and us and other creators who are trying to bring their work to uh, an audience. And that helps us in unimaginable way so like it, in a way we, we owe a debt of gratitude to guys like scott snyder and um and keanu reeves and um the guy that did mind management his, his name matt is kent. Oh, matt, matt kent yeah yeah the bad, the bad idea matt, folks yeah yeah so like it's it's a good thing that they brought all these people to the platform because it helps creators in in the smaller it, basically it all seeps down to the cracks and so if your creator has a three thousand dollar book up there and you thought you weren't going to fund and you make it, it, so many more people are on there now because of that you're making five six thousand dollars a book which like may allow you to pocket a little bit of that money to make your next project amazing yeah. for a creator um 
because the perception of Kickstarter is you make a lot of money on Kickstarter and you're making all this money. And like, to be honest, man, there's better ways to make a lot of money and, and comics isn't one of them and comics on Kickstarter definitely isn't one of them. So uh, that perception is skewed and it doesn't help like guys like us because that's not the truth. Like you, a lot of that money goes to making the book. Well, and and not just that, I mean, there's still taxes and then, I mean, I'm sure Kickstarters like PayPal and eBay and any Kickstarter, they take their, they they take their share. If you make over a certain amount on Kickstarter, then you get a 1099 at the end of the year. Um, You got to pay for shipping. You got to pay for printing. You got to do all this stuff. But the reward as the writers of the book is you get your book. You get this thing that you've, that you've helped create. And that's, that's why we do it. And that's why we love it. That's why we hope. I think there's a cicada in my house. I think it's in my uh, in my uh, chimney. But yeah, so it's just a lot of fun, and we're just gonna rock it out. And we hope you back this book. We hope you guys back uh, the Dust Pirates. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're really proud of what we've been able to do, and it's awesome. And I think it's a good time for pirate comics because there's not many. I know everybody's um, everybody's super pumped about a. Uh, I'm uh, Ste- Dr. Steph Phillips has her there. She's doing um, volume uh, two over of A Man Among Ye, and like. Yeah. Yeah. That image image put out that press release and that people were really hyped about that. And it's just, you know, like comics is a, is a wonderful place where like, you know, we get the, the sex of genre fiction and these like little niches where you can get cool stuff. And there's just, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of pirate stuff, but people but like cool pirates. Part, I can guarantee you our book is completely different from, from Steph's book, which is, and that's another great part of comics. Like she's telling her pirate story. We're telling our pirate story and they couldn't be <laughs> more different, which is, which is, part of the beauty of 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 comics yeah yeah you get to pick you know which pirate story you want to or you or both and both is a good thing for for us and for steph phillips so um so it's it's great that there's that diversity of it's a pirate story yeah and hers is a pirate story yeah but like does that mean that it's not um that it's going to be the same sort of thing no because we're doing our thing they're doing theirs and and that's how that works and the cool thing is like you get both books you get like all this pirate stuff that you that you could be longing for since the, the since the demise of that whether it was uh star show black sales or whatever so like a lot yeah. of people watch show. so since that's not around anymore now like you know you have another way to get your your pirate on and and we're all for that <laughs> <laughs> get your pirate on that's that's your, that's the slogan yeah you gotta get pirate metal in there you know that's why <laughs> i posted some pirate metal for people because um i think people thought that that was a joke and I, I i sent some to bob and tony and tony was like i can't believe this exists like he thought he thought it was a i was making a joke and i was like no there's a real thing there's well, a, like a couple a couple months ago like sea shanties like took the internet by storm yes. and like everybody was it's so yes. weird how how trends happen man like Dude, I mean, if, if people lived in their houses for far too long and got into some really weird shit, it's just what I'm going to equate that to, man. Yeah, because I saw a Nickelback sea shanty, and I thought that that was the oddest thing I've ever seen. Um, this is this is really weird that they're doing, like, the rock star sea shanty, and I was like, I have no idea what to think about this because I, I didn't like the regular one, but this isn't, like, bad. So I don't know, like, I was like... <laughs> either it means i'm getting old or like something's wrong like i don't know but something's definitely wrong if if nickelback is good (laughs) (laughs) and the sea shanty was good that's the weird part that's the weird part 
That's funny. I yeah, I didn't know they put out one. I just know like I'm I'm not like a big TikToker, but you can about doing like comic book TikTok videos, but like video editing scares Do it. me. I mean, there's me, guys. but that's the thing, there's nobody doing that. Like <laughs> yeah, it, like that's what I thought too. Like no one's yeah. no one's on it. Like there's no but if I had the intelligence and the wherewithal to do TikTok because I don't know anything about it. I'm 43 years old, man. I'm old <laughs> ass, man. I don't know shit about TikTok. But if I did, I mean, a comic TikTok sounds like a great idea. It's a great way to promote books. People yeah. be loving that TikTok shit, man. That's what sucks is it's like these like fucking nine-year-olds will like do these like really crisp edited, like well-recorded videos. And and I'm 35 and I've used a computer like every day of my life, basically. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, shit, I'm the, I'm the, I'm my dad now, you know, like which mouse <laughs> do I use? You're like, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> so you guys also, uh, I, I wanted to ask about um, Tales from Kara Prime. You guys okay. did a short for them. Look at you yeah. doing research. Well, I, I didn't, th this wasn't research. This was, um, I, I saw your guys' name on it and I backed it because I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I, it was weird. Like I didn't, um, I didn't see many, like when I backed it, it was fully funded. So, you know, like I, I just hadn't heard much about it. And it was one of those like tick or not TikTok, um, uh, Kickstarter was like, oh, you might like this, which is like the new drain of my wallet. Cause I'm a, su I'm a super backer now. Right. So I get these like special emails from Kickstarter. They're like, oh, Blake, like you want to get it on the ground floor? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do Kickstarter. You know, like it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's straight up crack cocaine. And like, but I, I saw this and I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then I was like looking at the creator list and I saw your guys' name on it and I was like, done. And um, I was like, that's real, that's fucking dope. Cause you guys did another one. Um, which we talked about um, the uh, uh, stair stairway, right? With um, yes, yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. a that was a big one. That was from Image, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We did a story in the Stairway Anthology called "The Spirit of Six Six Six. Yeah, is kind of um, a a story about a guy who gets kind of trapped in America. But we condensed that one too because it had to be a certain page count. So what could we what we, could we sum up what we were trying to do with what we were going to do with a full issue in eight pages to give you an idea of what we what we will probably come back to that someday because we've nice. talked to just on that Chris Debari we've talked to him extensively about what we want to do uh, he's just busy doing other things like right this second and so are we so um, we're going to come back to that that uh, sandbox and playing it again but that is basically. What if colonial America was invaded by um, demons? What if the pilgrims were actually like devil worshippers? So that's what that story entails. Like what America looks like after being um, ravaged by demons and such. Um, is it, is and, it the same? Is it basically now? <laughs> Did anything change? Pretty much. Well said. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but I mean, we had a lot of fun with that story and we came up with that idea God, when we first started working together, that was one of the ideas we yeah. had talked about. Uh, and we talked about doing it in like a Conan sort of um, sort of way, like the way Howard told Conan stories, but they weren't consecutive. So you could jump in anywhere in those stories and you didn't need to know what the timeline was. All you need to do is be familiar with the initial story that prompts this character on this journey. And then you could jump in anywhere in those books and just and get a good story um, because we both were big fans of Savage, sort of Conan and... Um, and we both really wanted to do something like that, where it's like, 
there's all these tales about Conan, but you don't know where they take place in his life. But does it matter when you read it? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So like that, that's what we were trying to do with that. Um, and then we did tales of care from care prime with, um, silverbacks because, uh, he came to us and was like, Hey, I have this character. I think you guys would really like to, to write. Um, and I don't know what to do with it. Like, can, do you guys want to do this? And so we were like, yeah, sure. And Bob and I tossed the idea around like we always do. And we came up with some really cool stuff for the character um, and even created some new things with it. Um, and the, and you'll see when you get the, did you get the book yet? No, not yet. Okay. So you'll see it when you get the book. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I think these are so impressive um, from like, from an audience standpoint, just to see that, a, a regular issue is hard enough, right? You, you guys are limited. You get, you get 20, 20, 22 pages or so, and you gotta, you gotta implant enough, you know, need for a second issue. Also, it has to kind of make, it, it needs to make sense on its own yeah. and, and, and warrant the, 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 the purchase of the following issue. So, you know, you got all these things that you got to think about when you're writing it. And then to condense that from 22 pages to like eight or 10, if you're lucky, like, I just think it's wildly impressive to see uh, all these, all you guys, your these creatives, just like what you can do in eight pages, and and especially like when they really hit, you know, it's just like like I'm a lit nerd, like you know when you read like a really great short story and you're like, fuck, like eighteen pages just changed the way I thought about writing, yeah. and and you guys do that in an eight page comic script, you know, with art, like it's that's dope, like I Thanks, really man. like that. Well, we're trying, we're just trying to make these books, we're trying to make this stuff happen. We really enjoy what we're doing. It's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we're just going to keep on making, making these books, dude. That's all we can do. You know? I, hey, we're here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. Anyway. I, I don't know about everybody else. Everybody else is dumb. If they're not, I'm here. <laughs> you guys, you guys got my money. That's for sure. That's awesome. We appreciate that. Thanks, man. No, I, I appreciate you guys. Like, like I said, this was just, uh, the, the first interview we did, you know, a few months ago, like I, I was just, that was my, you guys were my first like pro interview. Like the first time I got to like talk to, uh, we're sorry. let's not throw the yeah, end. Let's not, you're throwing that word pro around. Like, come on, let's, yeah, let's dial that back a little bit. But so, I mean, you guys were, you guys were the first one. And like, like I, like I was telling Bob in the, in the green room, like, so, so Kevin, you missed this part cause you were late. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> but you, we were, we were talking and, and you know, like I've, uh, I, the joke with me and my friends is that I quit podcasts. Right. So now I'm doing my own thing. Cause it, like, I can't quit myself theoretically hopefully. But, um, these, the last time we had you guys on, like, um, you know, there was the, uh, we got the time zones confused and it ended up being an hour late. It was, it was an interesting interview and I had no idea how it, how it was going to go. And, and then we had the, the, the connectivity issues and stuff. And I mean, you guys very well could have been like, Hey, we gave you 45 minutes. You guys, we haven't even started yet. Like, I mean, you guys could have you were very generous to us and so well, well like this interview is done bye <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's earlier it, earlier bob said that if, if it got bad he'd put his pirate outfit on and i was like oh cool i was like that way i'll, I'll really know if i'm fucking up he, he hasn't put the pirate hat on so i guess it's been okay no it's, you um, <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things man where it's if if we make these books and we can't sometimes you feel like you're making them in a vacuum, like no one knows, you know? And if we come on your show, Blake, and let's say, I don't know how many listeners you have, but let's say you have 
200 listeners, right? That's generous. Let's say, let's say 200 people listen to your podcast and watch your videos online. If Kevin and I can be interesting enough to attract four of them, then hey, that's four people that didn't know we existed. You know? Yeah. So it's just it's just kind of you're building momentum and you're building you're building your audience, and it takes a lot of time. So you have to have patience with with everyone um, that is willing to talk to you. So. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm done. That's it. And and for us, we've been doing our podcast for what, like three years now? Yeah. And we took a we took a big break because we were working on a bunch of stuff and and stuff with Metal Shark Pro happened, but then we came back to it. And um it seems like more people are listening to that podcast now than were before too. So like it's just another platform for us to run our mouths about comics and and that's something both of us like to do. So like yeah. it's we're very incessant. We even do Twitter spaces and stuff at times where we're just talking about comics. And we love it. You know? Yeah, and if you're going to have us on to let us talk about our books, then cool. Like, that's awesome. We can, yeah. we can figure it all out. Well, we can sit through um, uh, some technical difficulties and things of that nature. So it's, it's not a big deal to us. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was it was terrifying. Like, <laughs> I was, was just fine. like, and not not like, cause like you guys are cool and you guys are chill, but I mean, it's just like when when I do something, I like to do it well, you know. Like, I mm -hmm. I don't like to half-ass stuff, and you know, when I do something, I want to do it right, and and it, it's stressful when there's there's other people involved, and you can't, you know, like I can't like lean over these guys and be like make sure you read that book you know and you just kind of got to rely <laughs> on people and like and then like it just you know it was just like i just remember that night man and i was like i was i was really excited i, I went from really excited to oh god this is a dumpster fire like it was just just like a like you're you're going up like i was on the roller coaster lift hill you know and i was like this is gonna be great this is gonna be so cool this ride's excellent and then right when you get up on the hill like your shoulder harness pops off and you're like oh i'm gonna fucking die do <laughs> uh, we you know what everybody made it through i think we had a nice time it was fun oh, well, um, it, was a, it was a good time it just yes. like i said it was it was nervous and it's it's kind of nice uh, even even tonight like i i had talked to you guys before but i was just like i was like man i'm gonna i'm by myself you know that that's the benefit of having other people you know there's there's the stressors of like other people not doing the work but the benefit of having other people on the show is that oh well if, if i get tongue-tied or run out of shit to say maybe someone else will have something to say yeah, no, totally i mean kevin and i always have shit to say like that you don't ever have to worry about <laughs> that with with us around <laughs> plus your experience sounds like you're making comics blake you're you're on a you're on a roller coaster with no harness there you go that's that's what that's how it is yeah, dude. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're just holding on to the seat <laughs> yes you're hoping you're die and you're hoping when that loop comes that somehow your ass stays in the seat and makes it so that that's that's and that and that is also kickstarter so uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of feelings uh, that happen. So um, we're, we're trying to prepare for those, like me especially, because Bobby's going to be texting me every 10 minutes. So I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for it to happen because, like, he is the biggest worry wart ever. But, like, I love him to death. But, like, he, I, I'll get a text at, like, 3 a.m. because he woke up to pee and, and checked his phone. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I got to know if anybody backed the book at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
another one and that's what it'll be it'll be like another one with a text and i'll be like jesus christ <laughs> i mean i gotta do what you gotta do man you gotta get these books yeah. funded. we got we as gotta... a as a creator does like kickstarter because like i get tons of notifications from kickstarter now because I, I back a lot but like as like when you guys are running a campaign does does like kickstarter give you like cell phone notifications every day or, yeah and it'll be like you, ding, at, ding, the ding, end, like, at the end of I the night I don't get, I don't get four. I don't get, uh, uh, you can set it up where every time you get a backer it tings. Um, but every morning you would get a breakdown of yesterday's Kickstarter activity. And so like some of those days are awesome. And some of those days are fucking terrible. Um, but you just kind of roll with it and hopefully you fund. And we funded for both volumes of metal shark bro, which was a lot higher goal than we're asking for now. We're only asking for like 12,600 bucks to get the book made, uh, because that's, but that's part of the benefit of it only being 80 pages. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're doing that. Uh, so we're not asking for a total fuck ton of money, but we've been, in the $25,000 range, we've more in the $3,000 range. And I mean, it's still nerve wracking, no matter where you are. Um, Ninja nuns funded in the first like eight hours, which was amazing. Oh, wow. But it's still, it was still fucking stressful because <laughs> you're just like, okay, cool. We're funded. What's what, what terrible thing can happen. <laughs> and luckily right. nothing did. So we're hopefully, hopefully nothing happens terrible for this. Uh, we're really excited about the book coming out. We really think the, your audience, Blake, is going to have a good time with it. Um, it's a big, sweeping action adventure book that's kind of funny. Like, there's some funny moments in it. Uh, it's it's just a really good time. It's big. It's bold. It's 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 revolutionary, but it still has a lot of heart. And at the end of the day, it's just about friends and 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 friendship and and the things, the trials and tribulations that friends go through. I don't know about that. <laughs> you're right the guy who just wants to get the hacks and sit home in his gym shorts yeah so. yeah yeah i'm just like please leave me alone again blake it sounds like you're making comics man are yeah you? dude yeah you are <laughs> maybe 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 one day i mean like i said like i right right now i'm just enjoying like blogging and, and doing the reviews and stuff but it just i mean the, the universe is sending you blake they're like <laughs> like this roller coaster vibe it's sending you it's sending you the the, the alone at home and 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 with your cat vibe like come on <laughs> these are all vibes you're getting well i mean but that was that was the life i was planning on living man like i mean i went to I, I was in a creative writing mfa like you know i was gonna i was gonna be this writer i didn't get into comics till later um you know i was i was gonna be i was gonna write the next great american novel right or actually, i was really i was really into short stories like i was i was i was digging short stories and um and then, and then life, crazy life shit happened. And then I didn't, I didn't write for a while. And and now like, like I, I was telling uh, Bob in the green room, um, you know, my, my blog has me writing again and I'm, I'm writing comic reviews, but I'm also writing for me at, at times. I love this industry. Um, I love it to death. And, and this is what, like, this is what I'm, I'm passionate about. Like I, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had a lot of college schooling and I know like, you know, college doesn't necessarily mean you're a great creative, but I'm a literature nerd and I love learning about storytelling and storytelling mechanics. And I love this, like getting to talk to people that tell stories. And it's That's really, awesome. I, I mean, I don't, if, 
I know you guys probably don't want to hear this, but if no one listens to this, like it's still really cool to me. I obviously want people to listen and and back your guys's book and get excited for it like I am. But I mean, this is I just like being able to talk about writing and storytelling and comics with with other people that don't just buy them. Like, you know, like it's really easy to talk to other comics comic buyers and and hobbyists you know but it's it's different to talk about people or to talk about it with people that are that are in the field and and doing these kickstarters and and learning what it's like and and learning that like you you guys are like me whereas like i post a fucking picture of a sandwich and i'm looking at my phone like are people gonna like this picture of the sandwich that i posted because i worked really hard (laughs) on the sandwich but you guys are like looking at your fucking kickstarter campaign you're like are people gonna back this kickstarter you know so it's like it's 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 wildly different but it's sort of, sort of similar <laughs> it, but it is yeah. similar to making sandwiches though because you, yeah. st- you still want people at the end of the day to want to eat your sandwich and right? be like, that's yeah. a good ass sandwich look at that thing it looks delicious <laughs> that's what we're trying to do with this kickstarter man and and also like it's we we find when we go to cons we we're there to to make friends we're not there necessarily to to sell but it's nice if we sell books and and we're definitely happier at the end of the day, um, eating and and being able to eat, uh, <laughs> selling books. But if we don't sell any books and and we make connections and friends and people come by the booth uh, a number of times um, to say hello during that three day or four day stretch, whatever it is, um, that's even nicer because that means they thought enough of you and what you're doing or what are you as a creative or you as even a person to come back by and and check on you and see if you're cool that day or yeah. like talk to you so like uh it's always fun for us to go to cons for those reasons so i like talking to both people who make comics and people who just buy them and want to talk about their favorite comics even if it's not something that we did because um sometimes you like someone will be like i'll be like they liked this this and this so i'll suggest to them a book or bob will suggest to them a book that they haven't read and you'll get a message over Twitter. Like I got, I got the thing that you suggested and then they read it and they're they're They, they loved it. So that's it's always- oddly gratifying, right? Like when you yeah. refer something like, Oh, like that's like- my favorite. That's my favorite thing about con. And, yeah. and then another thing that, that doing this does for you, you'll like meet people and you'll be like, Oh, I really liked talking with that person. Like in, in a Twitter exchange, I'll buy their book. So you buy their book. So like, it, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun for that reason too. It, it's just a really cool hobby to have. The only problem that, that there is is there's not enough time to read all the books yeah. so you have to kind of i've i've had to like cultivate it back some my kickstarter like like blake get in on the ground floor i have the same problem <laughs> kevin it's a hard cover and i'm like oh shit i, I kind of want it. <laughs> it'll look nice on my bookshelves um yeah. that- i appreciate you both thank you so much this is going to be the first blake's buzz video you got speaking of ground floor, you're on my ground floor Whoa, now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and Blake, seriously, man, we, we can't thank you enough for letting us use your forum to promote our stuff. The Dust Pirates Kickstarter launches today because this will be out on Thursday. It'll launch sometime today. Just go to kickstarter.com, search the Dust Pirates. It'll be there. You can follow me on social media at bfrance19, B-F-R-A-N-T-Z-1-9. I'm sure the, the link will be on my uh, uh, Twitter page as well. And just, it's going to be a fun book, man. We got a lot of great covers. We got a lot of great rewards. Um, we're really excited about this book. It's, it's action heavy. There's a lot of cool action sequences in it. There's some fun and snappy dialogue and it's just, a, it's going to be a good time, man. So we want you to get in on this thing. So just go to kickstarter.com and search the dust pirates. Kevin, where can we find you on social media, my man? I'm at Kevin underscore cuff. 
at Twitter, and uh, I usually respond to all the tweets that I get. So if you tweet at me, I'll definitely respond to you. He also will give you great lists every Friday of wonderful people to follow. He's it's true. He does that too. Make sure you can get out there and back this wonderful book, Dust Pirates, the 17th, right? This yes, sir. That's what we're shooting for. Just put your credit card number in there and, and get on that Kickstarter. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Best of luck to this. I know you're going to kill it. Uh, you've got a backer from me for sure. That's and one. One, well, yeah. That's one. <laughs> <laughs>